Welcome to Talking Tax, a Bloomberg Tax podcast brought to you by Bloomberg Tax, where we bring tax practitioners together to discuss topics of interest to attorneys, accountants, and other tax professionals. I am your host today, Joe Hagedorn. Today we will be discussing the application of Internal Revenue Code Section 15 and its effect on fiscal year taxpayers as a result of tax cuts enacted at the end of 2017. Joining me today are George Benusis and Jason Black, who work with PwC and their federal tax services out of Washington National Tax Services. Thank you both for being here today. This year, we've seen a lot going on in the area of tax, and obviously the big piece of legislation was what was known as the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, or the TCJA. And there are a lot of changes, and one of the common questions here at Bloomberg Tax that we have seen is what to do if you're a fiscal year corporation um, in regards to your tax rate uh, with the new uh, tax rate changes going into effect for uh, tax years beginning after December 31st of 2017. Uh, Now, Jason and George, uh, are there any IRC sections that we can look towards uh, when there is this mid-tax year rate change. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Um, this is George. Yeah, so Section 15 is the operative code section when we have an increase or a decrease in rates. Um, we generally haven't had to pay attention to that because we haven't had significant tax increases or decreases, um, but obviously we now do because of the, uh, the new uh, Tax Jobs uh, Act. So Section 15 is going to be the applicable authority that we are going to look to here for purposes of uh, looking at a reduction in corporate tax rates with respect to fiscal year taxpayers. So Section 15 is uh, something that has been around for a while now. This was not introduced with the TCJA? It it was not. It was around, but it was enacted back in the 1954 code um, in 1984. It used to be Section 21. In 1984, is redesignated as Section 15, and again, it's kind of one of those sleeper provisions that we've never really had to focus on, uh, and frankly, when we had the Act passed, a lot of folks weren't aware of this because we haven't had to deal with it, so it is now Section 15 that we are dealing with. Okay, and are there any regulations that have ever been issued for Section 15 or even back, you know, when it was Section 21? Yeah, uh, there are sec- there are regulations under uh, 1.15-1 that was issued back in 1956 in connection with the original enactment of Section 15. Um, it has some basic rules, some examples, uh, but hasn't been updated since it was effectively enacted, mainly because we haven't had dramatic corporate rate uh, increases or decreases. So uh, uh, very little guidance with which to look to until... Uh, more recently, that Jason will talk about in a little bit. Um, okay, so uh, in what circumstances do we generally look towards Section 15? Is it just uh, is it only if it's a mid-year rate change, uh, or does it apply to any time there's a rate change? Thanks, Joe. This is uh, Jason. Now, uh, we would generally look to, to Section 15 any time any rate of tax imposed by Chapter One of the Code changes, and if a taxable year includes the effective date of the change, unless that that date happens to be the first day of the taxable year. Uh, For example, if the effective date of a change in tax rate is January 1st, 2018, Section 15 would would be relevant for any taxpayers that have uh, taxable years that straddle that January 1st date. 
thus, for example, a taxpayer with a tax year ending March 31st, 2018 would have to compute its tax for such tax year under the provisions of Section 15. Um, in such a fact pattern, however, calendar year taxpayers would not have to compute their tax under Section 15 uh, because the effective date would align with the first day of their tax year. Okay, and does that apply to a 52-53 week year also? Yep, so generally uh, Section 15 will equally apply to taxpayers with a 52-53 uh, week tax year as it does with any other um, uh, fiscal year taxpayer. However, taxpayers with a 52-53 week tax year that ends within a week of the effective date of the rate change are not going to be subject to the calculation under Section 15. So in that prior example that I assumed an effective date of January 1st, 2018, um, any 52, 53-week taxable year uh, taxpayer that has a, a tax year determined with reference to the last day closest to December 31st generally would not be subject to the rules under 52-53. And this is highlighted in the, the under the 441 regs, 441-2C3, and there is also an example, example number two under 441-2C4 that, that addresses this type of scenario. Okay, and if if the rate change, you kind of address this a little bit, but if the, the rate change were to occur on a random date such as September 6th, I know unlikely, but, you know, if it did apply on that date, would it uh, still apply to um, corporations potentially? It, it could, depending on what the actual effective uh, date of the change. So if the effective date was September 6th, it would almost apply to, to every type of taxpayer because... There would be nobody with a, a tax year ending with regard to, to September 6th. It would all be, uh, so almost every taxpayer would be subject to uh, Section 15. Okay, and so uh, in the context of the TCJA, um, because it, it sounds like um, this is one of those circumstances where um, Section 15 is very relevant, relevant um, does you know, does it apply to those changes with the decrease in the top rate to a flat 21%? Yep, it absolutely does. So, so Section 15 uh, applies with the, with the rate change from 35% down to 21% in the TG, TJCA. Um, Section 15C1 uh, provides that the rate of change, rate, if the rate changes for taxable years beginning after or ending after a certain date, the following day is generally considered the effective date of the change. So under the TCJA, the change in tax rate was effective for taxable years beginning after December 31st, 17. Thus, the effective date for purpose of Section 15 would be January 1st, 2018. And Section 15 would only impact fiscal year taxpayers whose tax year uh, straddles January 1st, 2018. And also, it wouldn't apply to, you know, the 52, 53-week taxable years that, that are determined with reference to December 31st, uh, 2017, as referenced earlier. Can you give an example of a corporation uh, with a mid-tax year rate change in which sex, in Section 15 would apply and, you know, how you'd calculate your tax rate for that year? Yeah, absolutely. So, generally, Section 15A provides a mechanical calculation as to how to compute your tax under Section 15A. So, if you're first effect, if you're first subject to Section 15, uh, you'd have to determine that. So it only apply to fiscal year taxpayers. And if you are a fiscal year taxpayer, you take your tentative tax, tentative taxes, uh, and compute them uh, under both the old tax rate of 35 percent 
and at the new tax rate of 21% applied to the total taxable income for the entire taxable year. And then step two, you would take the tax for such taxable year uh, will be the sum of the proportion of each tentative tax, which the number of days in each period bears to the number of days in the entire taxable year. So what that is effectively saying is that you compute your taxable income for the entire taxable year as you would always do, and then you compute your tax for each requisite period at, at each rate. So there is no closing of the books under Section 15. You just take your full year's taxable income uh, and apply some, some simple math to determine what portion is taxed at 35% and what portion is, is taxed at 21%. So setting forth a, a very basic example for assuming a June uh, 30th, 2018 uh, tax year taxpayer, um, step one would be to determine their taxable income for the tax year ending June 30th, 2018. So for purposes of this example, we'll assume that it's $10 million. So step two would be to compute the tentative tax at the old rate and at the new rate. So if you take $10 million and multiply by the old rate of 35%, that would yield $3,500,000. And if you take $10 million and multiply uh, by the new tax rate of 21%, that would yield $2,100,000. The next step would be to calculate tax based on the days at each tax rate. And this would be based on, on the days at the tax rate over the total days in the tax year. So if you look to the July 1st, 2017 through June 30th, 2018 tax year, that, that tax year had 365 days. So for the first period, we would take our $3.5 million at 35% and multiply by 184 days, which is July 1st to December 31st. Uh, divided by 365 days, and that would yield $1,764,384. And then we would take our $2.1 million at the new rate of 21% and multiply by 181 days, which is January 1st, 2018, through June 30th, 2018, and divide that number by 365 days, which would yield a result of $1,041,370. So the summation of those two amounts would be $2,805,754. Uh, which yields up approximately a 28% effective tax rate, which makes sense if you think about uh, you had six months, approximately six months at the old rate of 35% and approximately six months at the new rate of 21%, so that yields an average of 28%. Okay, and... This generally seems like a pretty important thing for a lot of corporations. Has the IRS issued any guidance on this that would uh, maybe give us a, a thought as to which, where, which way they are looking in applying Section 15? Yep. So yesterday, um, the IRS actually released Notice 2018-38 and effectively provides the exact same rules as we're setting forth. It, it shows, it gives them a high-level example of how to calculate uh, the blended tax rate uh, for a for a fiscal year taxpayer and kind of runs through the same same exact rules that we're, we're, we've been talking through on this podcast. Okay, and does uh, Notice 2018-38 just deal with uh, the corporate tax rate or does it also deal uh, with corporate AMT? It, 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 this is George. It does have some guidance in there with respect to corporate AMT as well. 
Um, keep in mind, for, for AMT purposes, you owe AMT if your tentative minimum tax exceeds your regular income tax. And the notice does clarify, using the same steps that, that Jason just articulated, that you would use the same process for computing your tentative minimum tax for purposes of determining whether or not you are subject to alternative minimum tax. Now, the corporate AMT was uh, repealed for tax years beginning after December 31st, 2017. Uh, how is that repeal treated? Is that uh, treated as a tax rate of zero, or is there some special rule? Yeah, excellent question. There is a provision, actually, in Section 15 uh, that states that if a tax is repealed, then the tax rate is treated as if it were zero. So with AMT being repealed for corporations, we will be going from effectively a 20% rate down to a 0% rate. And instead of using the 35% and 21% rates that Jason just talked about, we would be using 20% and 0% for AMT purposes. So... As uh, Jason had mentioned, uh, your effective corporate tax rate ended up being about 28%, which was halfway between you know 21 and 35%. So does the same result occur with the corporate AMT? Uh, correct. You would end up with something a little bit north of 10%. Again, that would be the blend of the 20% rate, which you would have for 184 days, slightly more than 50% 50, 50 of the days in the 2017-2018 year, again, depending on what you might have a day or two difference, depending on what your fiscal year is, um, that will be at the 20% rate and then the balance at the 0% rate. So it will be slightly north of 10% would be the, uh, the rate for AMT purposes, which I think a lot of people weren't planning on that. They didn't think about uh, Section 15 applying for AMT purposes because we have had some uh, calls from folks thinking they would be an AMT and then stumbling across uh, the, the point that uh, Section 15 equally applies for AMT purposes. And, and that was confirmed in the recent notice 2018-38, correct? It was confirmed in that recent notice, and then it was also in the instructions uh, for the 1120 that taxpayers would have to do a blended rate as well. We also had a little, even before the notice, we had a little bit of inference with respect to this because back in the 1986 Act, when AMT first came in, Congress turned off Section 15, which was a favorable provision at the time, which means that if you were a fiscal year uh, that straddled the effective date of the 86 Act, then you would not have to blend your rate. You would wait until your first year beginning after the date of enactment. Um, so because they turned off Section 15 back then, that was an inference that, well, it must have applied in order for them to turn it off. So we had already had some pretty good comfort that Section 15 equally applied for AMT based on those inferences from 1986, but thankfully the IRS recently confirmed it in the notice yesterday. Okay, so does this mean uh, that in, term in determining whether a corporate taxpayer uh, with a fiscal year is subject to or is going to pay the minimum tax uh, for this fiscal year or the regular corporate tax, uh, you use Section 15 to calculate both and compare? Exactly right. Yep, you're going to do the Section 15 rate for your regular tax, the difference from the 35 and the 21% blend, and the difference for tentative minimum tax purposes between the 20% and the 0%. Thank you for joining us today. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and subscribe to Talking Tax on SoundCloud.com or on iTunes. 
Signing off in Crystal City, I'm Joe Hagedorn.